week's episode of SergoCast. My guest this week is R.C. Herman. We discuss gun control, beer drinking, and a lot more. Stick around. I got a, I got a GoPro, too. Do you? Yeah. Taylor bought me, uh, I guess, bought me one before we went on our honeymoon. Oh, she bought you a GoPro? Yeah. How do you like it? I think it was, yeah, I think it was probably for my, uh, one of my birthdays. Uh, it's good. Which I, GoPro I, is it? I think it's the Hero 4. Okay, that one's a Hero 3. Gotcha. Yeah, see, this one's its own unit. Uh, it's waterproof. It's just a little square. I'm about to get one of those. I ordered one. Yeah. Did they do that? With, yeah, they did that with the Hero 4. Yeah. yeah. So, so I got can, the 5. Nice. So I haven't even looked into the new ones. They're I'm sure they're really good. Freaking sweet. I'm going to replace that camera with the Hero 5. Got you. I'd like to get a video camera, but I'm going to wait until, I don't know, I have more than two episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll use it on the honeymoon. Uh, so, some videos I had, had to delete, you know. She wanted me to keep those. <laughs> uh then we also, uh, Grandpa wanted to go fishing, so, you know, went with KK. Yeah. And uh, used it for that, because he's always been wanting to take us fishing, show us his special spots, and That's do awesome. this and do that. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to take my GoPro, so we'll have all this on video. That's awesome. And uh turned out to be more of a comedy show than uh, <laughs> uh, educational. But I can only imagine. Yeah. You think KK would go fishing again? Oh, yeah. Yeah? We might have to get a crane to put them in there. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. I'm, now, I'm looking forward to uh, this weather getting warmer and yeah. whenever we get a good good rain and the creek rises, then we'll go. Take them out there and you can come, too. Yeah, for sure. We need to get that. We need to get a boat ramp. Yeah. We need to make that thing worth putting a boat in. Yeah. Yeah, right now, basically, it's got to come up to a certain level for us to put it in and the uh, the deal that's difficult for him is, you know, you're stepping in off of a muddy bank. Yeah. You know, that's very slippery. Then you get in a boat. Yeah, it's not good for an old man. And his shoes are slippery. Yeah. Mud slippery. Boat slippery. It's it's a disaster. Yeah. Um, Maybe we could put him in the boat plus, before we launch it. And plus the boat moves as he's stepping in it. Yeah. We should so, put him in the boat before we yeah, launch it. Yeah. No, that... that it, that works better, yeah. but it doesn't always. You're not always able to do that. But it is much harder to launch a boat with somebody in it. Yeah, especially when they weigh as much as the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but he's he's full of full of life and full of information. So that's oh, so much fun about him. Yeah, yeah. never gets old. We. Uh, I guess we just went last last year's the first time we went uh actually fishing and uh used some of his old lines you know and he accused us of messing them up and you know these get tangled up and you know you got to have a swivel on there so after i guess i would call it the fishing season went back and cut all the lines up you know just left the weights right. where we could build the correct lines that he wanted yep with leaders on them that had swivels on them so they wouldn't get and we were sitting down there making them he's like what are y'all doing well don't you want lines with swivels on them yeah but that's a pain in the ass a lot of work <laughs> it's like, well, 
I thought this is what you wanted. You bitched about him being tangled up all the time, so we're trying to fix that. Well, yeah, but I mean, you could just use the other ones. That, they'll work all right, but so we're tired of you bitching, you know? We, we don't want any excuses when we go fishing. Oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, bait bait was cheaper back then and you yeah. know, better. and yeah. So the worms were 38 inches long and they only cost one penny. Yeah. That's hilarious. He is that. Oh man. But GoPro got, you know, got a bunch of, uh, bunch of videos of us in action and him in action fishing. So it was good. So, uh, man, do you, uh, do you see Elon Musk launch a rocket into space? Did not. His Tesla was inside of it? Uh-uh. Dude, technology's getting kind of ridiculous. I did not see that. This guy I don't had, watch much news. It's just on the internet, man. Oh, well, I haven't seen that. He freaking launched his uh, heavy payload rocket. His heavy payload rocket had a Tesla inside of it. Huh. With a fake astronaut in it. And it's orbiting the sun. So it's crossing paths. I think it's an elliptical orbit around the sun and then in between the Earth and Mars. There's a freaking... And why did he do this? Because he's a billionaire. He can. Gotcha. It's a pissing contest. Nice. So is he going to ask it to come back down or what? No, it, it's going to orbit forever. Huh. <laughs> okay. That that's. I guess that's... Uh, that's the new status quo for billionaires. It's going to be like, hey, what'd you launch into space this week? Gotcha. <laughs> I guess he's got it in storage. Yeah. <laughs> just, anytime he wants it, he can go get it. Yeah. Dang. No, I did not even know, know about that. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Have you have you seen anything about the artificial intelligence? Mm-mm. Dude, humans are about to be extinct. Yeah, well, I've seen the uh, robot sex dolls. Well, the robot sex dolls is one thing. The artificial intelligence is scary. There was one, I forgot which company made it, but they uh, trained an artificial intelligence off of Twitter. So... Everything that knows off Twitter? Yeah, so it, it was reading everything off of Twitter. And learning and... Excuse me. It was learning everything off of Twitter. Well... <laughs> some people got together and started training it. They trained it to be a racist Nazi. <laughs> and so, within like 24 hours, this artificial intelligence was a nazi and had to shut it down oh gosh it's really scary that we can train computers to be a certain way hateful that quickly yeah especially considering that robots are getting so advanced you probably haven't seen the new robots coming out other than the sex doll yeah yeah they've made like a cheetah robot they can run 60 miles an hour like scary stuff yeah I don't, I don't. 
we're gonna be screwed pretty soon here i'm in the the uh roomba or Roomba or whatever that thing is that cleans your floors is already crazy enough i know we we have one it's useful yeah <laughs> it's not as smart as i'd like it to be yeah i'd like to i'd like for them to get more advanced with the lawn mowing one they have a lawnmower one i yeah they used to advertise it you know a long time ago uh haven't seen any you know real good ones i guess you would say uh that sounds like a freaking liability a freaking blade running around your yard <laughs> unsupervised well, yeah that probably too <laughs> but that crap. means that you wouldn't have to mow the lawn right ah there's a couple of neighborhood kids under it yeah. who cares yeah <laughs> heart runs over all your prized rose bushes ah those are replaceable yep just like kids <laughs> <laughs> okay i got a couple of beers in that cooler um they're uh two craft beers they're supposed to be blondes i want to try them Yes, Dallas. We don't have to finish these. Oh, you just want me to try? Yeah, just try one. This is this is when I get a headache. When you what? This is when I get a headache. When you get a headache, yeah. Or at least that's what I'll blame it on. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm a blonde beer fan. When it comes to craft beer, I got a bet, I guess. Yeah, I guess the women went to bed. That's actually pretty good. I don't know if you like these. It's almost got like a raspberry is something afterwards. No, it's 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 pretty it's pretty good going down. Yeah, so Dallas Blonde. Love runs deep. That's what it says on the can. It's got a fat baby doll on it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not gonna complain. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, there, there's a certain kick at at the end. I can't. <laughs> So, have you gotten into craft beers at all? No. Me neither. No. I found this at the grocery store. They taste alright. You start yeah. getting into, like, stouts and, like, stuff that looks like it came out of a fucking porta potty I'm not drinking that. Yeah. I don't care how good people say it is. It's not good. Yeah. I, I know. There's some people that, that's, man, that's... That's their jam. That's their hobby. Yeah. That's what they, they like beers like that as soon as somebody starts talking about beer like rich people talk about wine i'm out yeah i don't care yeah like this tastes like coors light natural light keystone miller light that's about all i know yeah if i can hydrate from it that sounds great if it's gonna take my soul when i drink it i don't want anything to do with it (laughs) what is that heineken heineken sucks never tried it it's too green for me disgusting I went to, uh, well, actually, I take that back. I went to uh, Germany for study abroad, and shit, I guess we were in uh, Berlin. 
and there's a brewery there. No. Berlin is Germany. Yeah, but we were, I don't know if it was Amsterdam or uh, Berlin, I forget. Amsterdam is not Germany. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I'm just saying, um, Berlin or Amsterdam, there was a hundred, uh, whatever brewery, and went there, did a little tour, Do they have and drank some, that's the first time. Dark beers, or? No, it was all light. Oh, really? You know? okay. Yeah, in the green bottle, yeah. Was it good? I really don't remember. Too drunk? Yeah, I basically stayed drunk <laughs> on my study abroad. <laughs> basically paid for my A's. <laughs> How did you stay drunk there without Coors Light? Well, they, uh, they've they got they've got some decent good uh, beer. But the deal is they, they give you these little... Uh, it's probably like six-ounce glasses. Yeah. And uh, so it's always cold, you know. Oh, I got you. So you can just hammer it. Yeah, I mean, it it goes down really smooth. It never gets hot on you. And they've got a bunch of beer gardens and different things and different things to go uh, see, you know, uh, shows and just hang out and drink beer. Um, but yeah, no cares lot. You know, I've never, never but, been over there. Like at yeah. all, like the longest plane flight I think I've been on has been like five hours. Yeah. What was that plane ride like? Well, because you went to London, right? So you had to fly into London, or did you fly? Well, no, I flew from Houston to uh, New York. No, I, I flew straight from Houston to Frankfurt. It's twelve-hour flight. Really? Yeah. What is that like? Uh. Well, uh, luckily enough, I was sick right before I went on that plane, and uh, I believe I had a strep throat. And why is that lucky? Well, my uh, doctor I use uh, with strep throat. I usually get some type of strep throat or uh, tonsillitis once a year, and uh, he prescribes you a. Uh, a uh, cough syrup that uh, that helps you go to sleep, you know. Because oh. usually, usually with strep throat, you you're constantly hawking stuff up. You yeah. can't you can't sleep. It's terrible. And, uh, yeah, it's miserable. Uh, so he he provides a uh, or subscribes a whatever it is. He gives you some medicine that basically uh, shuts your cough down, makes you go to sleep. Right. So and that happened like right before day before i was supposed to go so i get my medicine get on the plane immediately take it you know it's like a fall asleep yeah it's like an 8 a.m flight or something like that or maybe even sooner than that i forget dang so yeah i probably slept for 10 hours Uh, i missed three meals while on the plane (laughs) because i was sleeping so did you feel better afterward oh yeah great that's crazy landed and everything was good <laughs> uh, i continued my uh steroids and uh medicine that it'd give me you know everything worked out good now the plane flight back was absolutely miserable really so yeah i sat next to a uh a non-english speaking woman with a toddler who sat there and cried and stunk 
the whole way back. Yeah. So me being antsy and can't sit still, I would constantly get up on the airplane and walk around and go to the bathroom and go uh, see some buddies I was over there with and talk yeah. to them and come back and yeah. Um, no, it was good. It's fun. But yeah, speaking of Coors Light, when I get when I got back, uh, my brother and my dad were there to pick me up, and they had a you know ice chest <laughs> in full, the back of the truck. Yep, full of Coors Light, and uh, you're just like, "Y'all drive. Dang. I'm gonna stay in the bed of the truck and drink this cooler." So goddamn, glad y'all got some. <laughs> Germany beer was good, but you know nothing like something you're used to. What did you think of Germany? as a whole uh, cool place yeah no I, I really liked it uh seeing seeing people on the um trains with swastikas on their neck and you know like sure enough skinheads that was not cool wait really that's that's yeah. happening there yeah there's there's some like uh i don't even know what you call them but like they're there's some straight-up neo-Nazis there. Yeah, you, you look at them, and you feel like you're probably in prison. You know, it's like, eh, it's just not, I need to watch that guy. But, that's uh, weird. Well, thank God you're white, but yeah, but that's yeah, weird. Yeah. And, um, but no, for the most part, uh, it's really cool, you know, uh, fairly good food. Um, you know, after World War II, they're basically nothing. Um so they had to rely on all the other countries to get them to where they are today, and now they no longer want that. So they want to be self-sustained. They want to be able to do and provide their own if anything like that happens again. Right. So, I mean, I really respect that. They're they're really uh, as far as construction because it. You know, I kind of went over there to learn about. Um, construction methods and things that they do differently than what we do and um they're a lot further advanced than we are here in the united states how so uh just just with the way they're trying to um more uh, energy efficient um they just they build things better um they they just do they do things differently you know I mean they have different climate different atmosphere and things like that but um, they're trying to advance faster than than we are I think um, we're still kind of stuck in a in a rut as far as you know it's hard for us to transition into a new building method whereas they. <laughs> They accept it and they they try to move forward with it and use it and you know keep growing on it. Uh, I mean they've got roofs that are made completely of uh, sod, um, you know, uh, grass that grows you know an inch a year. That way you don't have to maintain it. Um, How do I get that in my yard? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, there's just different things. They harness water. They harness wind, uh, uh, you know, sun. They just, they don't, they don't want to rely on anybody else except for them themselves. It's pretty fascinating. We, in West Texas, we're very much the same because we have oil, we have wind power, and I've seen some solar power. 
Yeah. Uh, very similar, except for we don't hate the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, not saying much. I'm not saying the Germans hate the Jews. It just <laughs> sounds like there's a lot of neo Nazis there. If you were able to see a few of them on the subway. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a little sketchy. So. But I did I did get kicked out of a bar one night and uh, told the bartender that, you know, we're back-to-back World War champs. So. <laughs> I really told the bouncer told that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't have much to say. He said something, but I didn't understand it. So obviously I won. <laughs> it didn't matter at that point. Yeah, yeah. World War I and World War II, buddy. What are you going to say, Fritz? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's crazy about World War One and World War Two is it was both started by the Germans. <laughs> both times they lost. Yeah. And now they wonder why nobody trusts them. Yeah. Have you seen uh man? Excuse me. There's a uh <laughs> um documentary. On Netflix called Dirty Money. Dirty Money. No, I think I've seen the uh, uh, the previews or whatever for it, but I've not watched it. Part of it is about Volkswagen. And uh, Volkswagen, obviously, is from Germany. Yeah. And they talk about how they cheated the um, emission standards. It's fascinating. Hmm. basically they found a way okay whenever they test a car for emissions everyone does it the same way it's on a track not on a track but it's on a stationary yeah yeah it's got rollers, rollers under it yeah, yeah they, you're not they, moving yeah they're not moving at all mm-hmm. well the car recognizes that the steering wheel is not steering and so it knows like oh yeah well at this moment, I'm being tested, so the emission is going to be on. When it, the steering wheel moves, it turns off. So that's their clean diesel, clean diesel. Yeah. Their clean diesel is actually probably more pollutant than my F-250 is. Because it turns off all of it. Huh. And it just pollutes the shit out of the environment. Yeah. Dumps it out. It's crazy. And at this point, their CEO is still not indicted on any criminal charges. Which makes sense because this is happening in America and he's in Germany. But they haven't transferred any of this They haven't transferred any of this to uh, to Germany as legislation, but but the uh, emission standards basically have not been changed in Europe because they're so scared of what it'll do to the car manufacturers. Yeah, that's where most of their jobs are. Yep, yep, true. Yeah, I know. When I was over there, you'd, you know, you'd see uh, Mercedes and BMWs and Audis just Audi, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I but mean, no Chevys, no Fords. Uh, that's America. 
Yeah, I know. It's just, it was crazy. You know, you see expensive cars over here. Expensive cars we were riding in were, you know, farmers. That's their car that they drive to the farm and put their uh, produce in, you know, and muddy and dirty it up. and a freaking BMW. Drive it <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a BMW. Yeah, that's right. They have to be cheaper there. Yeah, I, I don't know what like, the cost was, but that's be like an old Cadillac that you most put. Every, everything there mostly was standard. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't see any much of standard. Is much more fuel efficient. Yeah, if you know how to drive them. <laughs> yeah, they're obnoxious, but fuel efficient. Yeah. So you're asking about that sword. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Cash gave it to me. I was 12. <laughs> you needed a sword like you needed another hole in your head. <laughs> I know. We were, uh, we were all really into Star Wars. We, I'm sure he still is. I am. And uh, we were into sword fights. We actually used to get like fake lightsabers and battle each other like hardcore like beat the shit out of each other with them (laughs) and uh ma'am one time we had bamboo sticks Uh, my my buddy matt Harmon, he had bamboo growing in his backyard so we took bamboo sticks and we started fighting with them me and cash connected perfectly where they both shattered mm. bamboo went through my thumb oh, nice. like almost all the way i almost fainted <laughs> so then you got a sword <laughs> yeah so my buddy cash gave me a sword for my birthday when i was a kid nice it was in my dad's gun safe forever and when i moved out like you know after college he was like hey uh you want this sword <laughs> Uh, yes. Somebody breaks in. I'm sorting him to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that or some yopons get out of hand right. in the backyard. You knock them down. So, I didn't realize this. In West Texas, we have two types of trees. We got oak trees. We got no trees. pine trees. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We come out here... I look on my driveway today, and there's yellow shit everywhere. I'm like, what is this, Natalie? She's like, oh, it's pollen. I'm like, what? What is pollen? That's from all the trees. No idea that this is just a cesspool of allergies (laughs) that I'm living in now. I'm screwed. Totally screwed. You better start taking your medicine. Oh, I take it every day. <laughs> but in West Texas, you might as well have like freaking valley fever. Like your lungs just feel like they're clogged full of dirt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my lungs are 50% dirt at this point. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll get used to it down here. Oh, yeah. Everyone keeps talking about the humidity. I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like a welcome compared to being dried out in West Texas. Yeah, yeah. 
here's something you probably had never experienced a tarantula migration no never seen that no never no no that'd be something for the ar though uh yeah well when i was working on a frat crew we had uh there's about 20 guys that work on a frat crew this is back when we were doing vertical wells so the vertical wells we uh nine stages doesn't mean much to you but plug and perf so you run in with a wire line which is a tool on a wire that we run in a well bore set a tool that basically plugs off the bottom of it of mm-hmm. the well bore then we perf the top of it then we pump our stage which a stage is we're pumping sand into it gotcha now while we're pumping sand into it um i was a blender tender which is like the heart of the operation so i'm making sure fluid coming in is right and fluid coming out is right with the sand mixed into it so we we got sand going into the fracture opening it up propping it open yada 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 make oil well the tarantula migration happens while i'm out there doing this (laughs) i know you don't like insects i hate spiders is a spider an insect yeah it's an arachnid. Oh. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I hate spiders because of you. <laughs> this is ingrained in my brain, RC. This is because of you. Does it go back to the grasshopper or no? Not the grasshoppers. Oh, when we were painting fence? No, not when we were painting fence. When we were kids at your old house. Yeah. Old, old house. We were running through that cornfield behind your house. Oh, Those street. banana spiders. Yeah. You and Hank ducked in front of me, <laughs> and I didn't know why, because I was from West Texas, and we didn't have shit like that. <laughs> Ran into a banana spider in my face. Of course, it's as big as my face. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've been scarred. <laughs> I can't do spiders. Natalie has to kill spiders for me. <laughs> Shit ain't happening. I, I'm not touching spiders. I ain't much on them either. No. Well, when we were kids, you used to play with them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're a spiders. weird kid. Yeah. You were, you were sick. Yeah, but then I've gotten smarter. <laughs> well, ever since then, I've hated spiders. Well, all the guys I used to work with on the frat crew, they were like my family. I love those guys. <sighs> They're like older brothers, of course. So, we're out there swinging hammers man i'm telling you 115 degrees outside 120 degrees outside 130 degrees outside doesn't matter swinging hammers i'm swinging away making up connections (laughs) freaking who was it i think raul raul comes up behind me puts a tarantula on my shoulder (laughs) i freak out bad (laughs) i hate spiders (laughs) flick it off me well little did i know that was only one tarantula 
out of the 50,000 that were going to cross location that day. <laughs> the migration came through location. Spiders running all over the Did place. Did you have to shut down for that or no? No. Huh. No, we don't shut down for spiders. That's crazy talk. That's money. <laughs> no one cares about that. We drive down the road. Looks like the road's moving. It's covered in tarantulas everywhere. And I used to, my dad used to tell me stories about this when I was a kid. He's like, oh yeah, the tarantula migration. We used to ride our bikes in it. Looks like the road's moving in the morning. And it's actually a thousand spiders. That's real. <laughs> I've never seen it. Never want to witness it. You talk about 10,000 tarantulas on a frack location. It's a heyday with those guys. <laughs> picking them up, putting them on each other. Picking them up, throwing them at each other. Man, that is not okay for me. <laughs> Eventually, I get okay with it. I'm like, all right, there's spiders everywhere. I can deal with this because I can see them. Yeah. It's not okay when... So, the only way to take a break on a frat crew back in the day... You're working 24 hours a day. This is no joke. 24-7. With a 10-hour break on Sunday, you're working. That's just how it goes. <laughs> how we got our rest was laying on the ground and falling asleep. Yeah. Couldn't do it then. <laughs> Tarantulas. Tarantulas. Glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I do miss those days, though. Uh, you know, there's something special about the oil field where everyone's your family. Yeah. I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but you work really hard. You work your butt off just trying to make a living. And everyone else is just trying to make a living around you. And you slow down. Someone helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Someone fills in. Your family. Going. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that because, you know, I get to do it every once in a while when I go out to location and I'm a company man. And uh, as a company man, you're responsible for your location. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. But yeah. It's not quite like that because yeah. as a company man, you're actually in charge of everybody. But when you're on the crew, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. You're in it. You're just, and you can cuss comp or the uh, the uh, company man then. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you can be like, oh, this son of a bitch is making us do this, and I, I can't believe he's making us do this. And yeah, yeah, I know. When you're the company man, it's a little bit different, but it's uh, man, I, I kind of miss it. I kind of miss being a part of that family. Yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of miss being a company man. I haven't done it in a while, maybe six months. But, you know, there's there's a camaraderie that most most individuals and other professions don't get to where mm -hmm. you go out there, you're out there for two weeks with everybody. You're... Eat, sleep. You eat, sleep together. You, you look after each other. Mm -hmm. In the oil field, it's all about safety. So you're making sure, hey, is this guy okay? Is is he actually okay? Is he yeah. is he safe? It's uh, 
it's different in the oil field. It's a lot of fun. Y'all seen any of that in construction? Yeah, there's a, uh, you know, there's certain crews that work with each other all the time, and uh, they might have to mesh up with another crew, and they don't do as well with the other crew, you right? Because they're not with each other all the time. They don't know. Okay, I'm cutting this piece of material. My buddy over here that I've been working with for the past two years knows after I get done cutting this to do this to the. Mm-hmm. You know the chain of commands, and when they get messed up with another crew, they don't know kind of who falls in what place, and you tend to actually lose productivity with more men. You do, yeah. Then if you just keep your normal crew on that job, because they, you know, one guy might be putting up steel while the other guy is sheeting the other side of the building, and you know it just goes a lot smoother. Absolutely. That's what's incredible about working jobs like this is, man, you work a desk job, nine to five, you're just working with a bunch of other monkeys, basically. (laughs) That's how I felt when I was at a big company. Yeah. Yeah. But working in the field or working alongside basically your brothers yeah you know their name you know Mm -hmm. their wife or their girlfriend and maybe even their kids and yeah they keep you updated with them and you you're invested in them and everyone's invested yeah i mean i i remember probably one of my best friends out fracking was robert villa which villa means it it means candle so he's like, you can call me Candle. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to call you Vela. <laughs> but he, he he was a great guy. He mentored me a lot through uh, blender tending. And uh, it's, uh, man, you, you just become a different kind of family. A family you didn't choose. Mm-hmm. Just like your own family. Yeah. But family that you had to stick with. Yeah, yeah. You got to put your differences aside and just get the yeah get the work done. Which there's man, there's tons of guys out there that I owe a lot to. I mean, Rafa, Rafa was another guy. Rafa was a huge man, big man that taught me how to swing a hammer. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's really cool to be a 21 year old kid that's skinny that knows how to swing a 20 pound hammer yeah and you know everybody else you know doesn't know how to do anything <laughs> yeah and be just as effective as a 200 pound man yeah that's the key they always they gave me a lot of shit at the beginning because you know I'd, I'd swing the hammer as hard as i could i'd miss a couple times muscling and, it yeah and they'd be like no no you gotta use the technique and there was, I remember one time I was swinging the hammer, probably four or five days in, I was swinging, 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 learning how to do it. I nicked it off the side of a union, nailed my knee. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God, oh God, it hurts so much. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to learn from that. I'm like, yeah, I am going to learn from this. <laughs> 
Live and you learn. So, uh... I was going to have you pick one item in the room to to ask about. To let me tell a story about. Any item in this room has a story. Hmm. I guess the blowgun that's like six foot tall. The blowgun. I like it. Well, the... Uh, let me turn this camera on real fast. The uh, blowgun is pretty interesting because I was in my house in West Texas wondering what I could do that would be fun. Trash list. <laughs> yeah. Shoot those. And uh, I was wondering, like, how do I hunt in my backyard in West Texas? And uh, I started looking up different urban hunting Mm-hmm. And uh, it actually came up that uh, people were using blowguns. I was like, blowguns aren't effective. That's crazy. Well, I found this video of a guy that actually went warthog hunting with that exact blowgun. He killed a warthog in Africa with that blowgun. I was like, that's awesome. I forgot about it. I went on a fishing trip with my cousin Will to New Mexico, and one of the guys out there had that blowgun, and he was out there shooting chipmunks with it. Oh, nice. I was like, that's awesome. I want to do that. So we all were running around the camp out there with that blowgun, and I killed like four chipmunks and a freaking rabbit with that thing. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. I got to have one. I went and bought one. Guess how much one of those blowguns cost? Legit blowgun. 200 bucks? 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Huh? 30 bucks for a legit blowgun. So, got in my backyard. Started shooting at birds with it just for fun. Man, you get good with that thing, you could probably kill a warthog with it. Yeah. Huh neat they're a lot of fun yeah i had a small one uh probably in middle school or even probably before that i remember shooting at the wall a poster but uh it was a lot smaller than that one did your parents get pissed at you for, probably after yeah. i took down that poster yeah <laughs> it's a bunch of holes in the wall hank's mad at you now because yeah. it's his house yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> No man, I any any challenging way to do something is is a lot of fun. That's why I like fly fishing. Yeah, fly fishing is so much fun. I gotta get you into it. I think I got. I think Kurt is probably hooked. I gotta get him to do some more of it. I've I've, I've done it a couple times. I'm not very accurate or good with it, but it's addicting. Yeah, man, you yeah. really get into it. That's all we do. This year we're going to uh, Banff, Canada. We're going to go to uh, Colorado with my cousin Will. We're going to go ahead and, uh, man, we're going to try and make a good effort to catch some new fish. It's a lot of fun. Natalie does a little bit of it. Yeah. I've gotten her to catch a bonefish on one, which is uh, in 
Belize, it's not that hard to catch a bonefish. But uh, it's still an accomplishment to catch yeah. a fish with one. Put up a good fight. Yeah. Which I think that needs to be our next vacation. Yeah, that'd be fun. Belize. Yeah. If you're a man. No. It's no. awesome. No. We're going on a cruise to Cancun, Progresso, spring break, but never Belize. Dude, Belize is the best place to go. Belize is one of those, I guess people describe it as Costa Rica 20 years ago. Yeah. Because it's not totally saturated with white people. Yeah. And you go fly fishing in Belize and man, you're in the middle of just the most beautiful thing God has ever created. Yeah. It's awesome. I've heard, I've heard a lot of good things about it. We need to make it happen. I definitely want to take uh, you and Hank and your dad out there. Yeah. Because uh, my dad's gone with my little brother, and they loved it. Yeah. It's just, it's a different place. Most people don't go. Yeah. No, I, I like water, and I like different places. That, that would be fun. You think Taylor would go? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Definitely need to get her to go, too. Allie loves it. Yeah. It's nice just to get away, too. Allie won't let me travel down south right now, though, because of Zika, the Zika virus. Zika, yeah. Which I keep telling her. I keep trying to convince her it's a myth. I'm like, no, nah, that, that's a myth. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Definitely not a myth, but... Yeah. Just wear some off. Yeah. <laughs> well shoot man i enjoyed it yeah it was good glad you came to see the house yeah yeah it's been a long time coming i guess how long have i been here two months three months uh since november okay a little longer than that then yeah yeah that's good uh i guess i came the wrong way but did you i don't know you said i came in through the back so no, I mean, back in the neighborhood, that's how I oh, come. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah. That's why the GPS sent me. Yeah. So. Your GPS is right. That's a fast way to go. <laughs> if the gate's open. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's been good. Well, cool, man. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. I'm hoping to get Hank on next. Yeah. I'm sure he'll do it. But, uh, he'll yeah, I'll try and get it. He'll have some good stories. Oh, Yeah. I want to get both of y'all on so we can tell some stories from our childhood. Yeah. There's a ton of them. Might be some fighting involved, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is at fault for what? Still don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, thanks, bud. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to end it here.